Thank you to Rocket Money for sponsoring this episode of our program. Hell yeah. It's pretty simple. It's a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, and then it monitors your spending and helps lower your bills so that you can grow your savings. It's perfect for all those subscriptions that you tried and then forgot about, but you're actually paying for and you don't even realize it, folks. I had, no joke, over a million dollars a month worth of subscriptions that I did not need. That's amazing. Did not That's need. That's amazing. That's so uh, much cash. I was buying 35 new houses a freaking month on yeah. the subscription box that I accidentally <laughs> subscribed to when I park was high. Box. Yeah, park yeah, box. Yeah, it came with the condos, yes. dozens of them a month. Mm -hmm. And I said, you know what? Let me do a quick little audit. Rocket Money came in and they're like, by the way, you're spending one and a half million dollars a month. We could probably just cancel this one. Yeah. Like, damn, and I could use that. I did. Incredible. Yes. Congrats. And you should use that. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has saved them a total of $500 million. That's almost entirely me. $500 million in canceled subscriptions. Yeah. Most saving of the yours. average member only $740 a year, which is not as much as the $1.5 million a month that I saved, but still a lot of money to some people. For sure. So if you're looking to save some cash, which who isn't, mm -hmm. uh, you can stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash segments. Segments. There's something in your bank account that doesn't need to be there. Rocketmoney.com slash segments will find it and eliminate it. Whoa. Nice. Again, that's rocketmoney.com slash segments. Segments. Take control of your finances today. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Rocket Money. You probably have some problems where you don't know what to do, so you should write in right away to the show if I were you. They may spout out something mean, some destructive cynicism, but I promise they mean well. It's just constructive criticism. And a pinch, or Josh and a mirror. Too many names to list them all here. But listen close, cause it's about to start. If I were you, the show has captured our hearts. That was Anderson. Uh, Dan, you're a musician, professional musician. What'd you think about that theme song? <laughs> I am a professional musician, mm -hmm. yeah. Um, <laughs> you're a I'm, concert pianist. I'm a concert pianist. Uh, I thought that was very, very good. It reminded me of, uh, my days at Carnegie Hall. Really? <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yes. High praise. I was taken back to, uh, some of my finest performances. <laughs> Where you were just like, ska, with a, an acoustic guitar and Carnegie the Hall. Dancer. I was uh, in Mighty Mighty Boss Tones, I right? was. I was the lead, the lead skanker. <laughs> In the, in the boss tones yeah there was a guy in that band that just danced yeah he would like yeah, wear was, a suit and he would skank he there was he played no instruments sang no songs he would just dance and that was me <laughs> you don't yeah. have to have that part that's for the crowd yeah. you don't have that part in the the band it was cool it injected no, yeah. a lot of energy into the performance yeah they it, saw the way that i clutched my knee <laughs> And they said, this is the guy for us. That's like a part of a play where you just sit on the stage and you look at it. <laughs> you shouldn't get paid for that. That's not part of the play. Uh, that was Anderson Reagan, who has a band, uh, Pictures of Vernon. And you That's can, a good band name. Yeah, picturesofvernon.bandcamp.com if you want to hear more. Hmm. Uh, Dan G. Hello, sir. First time on the podcast. Yeah, thank you for having me. How would our fans know you the most? 
Uh, your fans would know me from collegehumor.com, mm-hmm. where I was a writer and actor. That's right. Often in videos with YouTube. YouTube. Mm-hmm. Uh, YouTube. <laughs> often in videos with YouTube. <laughs> with YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I guess that's, uh, that's predominantly it. Now and, what the uh, fuck are you doing? You left College Humor two years ago. Yeah, I don't know Did why you, you even get a job, man? <laughs> Jesus Christ, guys. <laughs> you are very combative on this podcast. Uh, the I podcast was expecting... is called Did You Even Get a Job, Yeah, man? I was expecting a friendly conversation. No. And, uh, it's a, yeah. We just double team our guests. Wow. Yeah, we didn't even catch up when you walked in. You, can't, you got right. to the door, we put a mic in your face and played that song for you. Right, yeah. You, uh, I, Amir, need me in the groin. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> I need you in the groin. <laughs> I want you in the groin. <laughs> uh, I am... What am I doing now? I write for Last Week Tonight with John Oliver. But what else do you do? Like, that's not a job. Right. You're not, you are not what you do. Like, if you define yourself by your career, then guess what? When you don't have that job, who are you? What are you? You're a waste of time and space. All right? You're a motivational speaker yeah. is what you are. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which is good, because I actually got fired from John Oliver three weeks ago. <laughs> <laughs> for not doing any work ever yeah. i just sat in my office writing my motivational speeches and they were like this isn't gonna cut it gerwich this is not what we do here of course not yeah. yet yeah uh all right we'll get in we'll get into that shit later but um do you know what this podcast is i do yeah it's well if you don't for anybody listening that doesn't it's an advice not for show. dan for our other yeah, yeah, yeah. for people listening right uh, this is an advice podcast, so we'll answer emails that we get to if I were you show at gmail.com. Sometimes it's just Jake and I offering our advice, and sometimes we have a friend slash comedian. You're a female comedian, right? <laughs> I am. I'm a female comedian, yes. <laughs> and today's comedian happens to be Dan. The comedian. Dan, Dan. Gerwich, I should say. Yeah. I like to do, like, my style of comedy is, like, I'm, like, the pretty girl, but I say raunchy things. Oh. Yeah. Like Shock. A, yeah. Shock it's and like, awe. I bet you'd never heard a girl talk about oh, it. Oh, totally. Like, <laughs> this way. Like, it's, Shock and awe. Oh, that's, that's what good. It is. Mm-hmm. So you're sort of a modern day Margaret Cho. I'm a. I'm actually a. a I came before Margaret Cho. Oh, really? Yeah. So I don't like it when people describe me as a modern day Margaret Cho. <laughs> when did you start doing stand up? I was a. Uh, I was seven years old, and uh-huh. Margaret Cho came to see me at a school <laughs> function. And what a function was or that? a talent show. What, what uh, kind of function? It was a function. It was, it was a, a yeah. Game. yeah, it was a. It, it was, was an a, open was mic a... at Catch a Rising Star, on <laughs> <laughs> the Upper East Side of New York City. Yeah, I taught her everything she knows. How old do you think the youngest stand-up comedian like to do well is? Like, has there been a fifteen-year-old stand-up comedian, or do you have to be a? There a must certain... have been, right? I don't know. Like, like Pete Davidson's like wasn't he like nineteen when he got on SNL? Yeah, but I'm talking about like was there a thirteen-year-old like oh that kid's pretty funny actually. Uh, yeah. I, f- I bet there's like an eight-year-old comedian. <laughs> yeah, this is definitely a YouTube search that would yield results. I think, but I don't want him to. I don't want him to like phone it in and you want to like you don't want to do like cute jokes. funny. You want to do right. like what's like, the youngest comedian doing crowd work? Yeah, yeah. who's like holy shit, this kid's good. Or being like really honest. Like, yeah, holy shit, he's like I'm getting to know him on stage. Yeah, right now. like I mm. feel like I don't even want to limit it to guys. Like I want a seven-year-old girl who's fucking up there killing it, just sure. bringing the house down. <laughs> Wouldn't that be funny? Just, a funny art uh, uh, performance art is just like a comedian coaching an eight-year-old on what to say. So he's on stage saying like some pretty raunchy shit. I don't know. I shouldn't give that secret away because I'm going to do it one day. Uh, all right. So, Dan, these are real emails from real people. We're going to awesome. give them fake names to preserve their anonymity. Sure. 
kind of an interesting one right off the bat. We've never done have this you ever, before. Um, have you ever slipped and, and, and said someone's name? Yes, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> Nearly every other episode. <laughs> it's like, all right, let's call this guy Philip. Hey, guys, my name's John. Shit. <laughs> Uh, All right. About your weird penis, John. So All right. give me, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you why this is interesting, but give me a guy's, a fake guy's name. Give me anything you want. I mean, it has to be Eduardo, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you have heard the show before. Yeah. <laughs> you slipped him a tiny piece of paper that said Eduardo. <laughs> All right, here we go. Eduardo writes, mm-hmm. hey guys, I'm in a committed relationship with my girlfriend, but I have a crush on a girl from work. Me and the girl from work flirt a little bit every day. I don't intend to actually do anything, but I do like flirting, and the girl doesn't know I'm in a relationship. There's no chance of my girlfriend finding out, as we're in a long distance. Is this all okay? And this is why I say this is kind of unique, because three weeks later, we got an email that's seemingly from either this girl or a girl in the borderline same exact predicament, but the other side. So I think I want to read that if you have a female name. Uh, I mean, it's got to be Edouard Dett. Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Edouard Dett wrote, this, keep in mind, these are three weeks apart. I started a new job in January and had to move to a new city, and so far it's been amazing. The people at work have been super lovely, particularly this one guy. He was chatty, charming, and lovely, and we both had a lot in common, and soon enough I became smitten. However, later on, I found out he was in a relationship. Bit of a bummer, but no big deal. Always good to have friends. So he ended up inviting me to an Australia Day party with his friends since I was new in the city, and it was tons of fun. He warned me off one of his mates and chatted to me for most of the party. This friendliness continued for a while, but got a, lot of, got a little bit intimate uh, with stuff like drinks after work, just the two of us, dinners, Snapchats all the time, texting each other until late and even taking our lunch breaks together, lying on the grass near the ocean and chatting. It's even gone so far as pizza and Netflix at my house alone. This is all just friendly, and while he's with his girlfriend, I wouldn't touch him with a 10-foot pole, but it is getting strange. He compliments me a lot, and I quite like hearing about it. I'm starting to get a bit of a crush on him, too, and now it's super messy, and I'm not sure what to do or say at this point. I don't want to keep this up, because I'm just as responsible as he is, and I don't want this friendship pushing the boundaries. And it sounds like it's totally not cool. So what would you do if I were you? That's already gotten much farther than I would have thought that it would get. Oh, yeah. And that's, it sounds like she's like almost about to be like, yeah, it's weird. He like gave me this ring. And then we like <laughs> walked down this aisle. And now we kind of like have a house together. And we're married. We're married. It sounds it's, like they got to the boring part of a yeah. relationship without having sex. Like yeah. pizza and Netflix. <laughs> is like that's what you do when you're tired of fucking someone. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so what are your thoughts in general about flirting while in a relationship? Um, I guess... Well, are you talking about, you're talking about both both questions? Uh, let's just say just as yourself. Would you flirt if you're in a relationship? Or are you the kind of guy that's like, oh, I'm in a relationship. I can't even be slightly charming to any girl. No, I mean, I think that it, I think it's okay to like have flirtatious conversations here and there. I think that once you're escalating to like one-on-one drinks and pizza and Netflix, that starts to be a little bit strange. Right. I think there's like a difference between being a flirtatious person and, you know, flirting with a bunch of people at a party and then like, a one-on-one flirtation affair is different because you're like honing in on one person that you seem to care about. But ha- it's almost like why even go down that road? Because flirting is fun and harmless. But if you're at work and you're flirting with people, <clears throat> well, 
I could see how it would be a problem. But I think that's fine. As long as it's like, I just feel like as long as you're doing it liberally, it's okay. Yeah. I think there's a difference also between like flirting that's like occasionally saying something charming and kind of playful mm-hmm. and flirting that's like, like hitting on somebody. You yeah. Know? I mean, like, this dude told her not to go home with someone else. That's yeah. like possessive. Yeah. That's weird. He's, yeah, he's, t- he's basically saying, don't hook up with that guy because I might or may, may or may not break up with my girlfriend soon. And I want you to be like, right. Fresh for me. Yeah. I think that, well, that is a really gross way of putting it, but yeah, I think I want you to be a salmon. It's the yeah. worst thing I've ever you are for me. I'd prefer you to be fresh for me. But isn't that what he's saying? Yeah. If you could just wrap yourself up in a vacuum pack, one of those things He's that putting you, a Ziploc. One of those, yeah. One Can of those you things your mom stores Ziploc quilts in here? the attic. If you could just crawl into one of those and not move for a couple months while I figure out I my life. I can make life. you super, super flat. <laughs> I want you to vacuum store seal. you with my winter jacket. <laughs> like a Japanese porno. I want you to just be absolutely vacuum, hermetically sealed, like a Honus Wagner baseball card. You'd <laughs> be worth as much as possible. On the market when you're, yeah, no, it sounds like he's, that's, that's unhealthy because it sounds like he's, he's like trying to have it both ways and keep her around while he figures out his own relationship. But he, where do you draw the line? What's bad? What's cheating and what's flirting? <laughs> oh my God, you're trying. <laughs> <laughs> I guess just end the podcast because we don't We're fucking finally know. Stumped. We blew it. Um... This is like one of the things why play with fire. But this is well, because you're flirting at work, and then eventually it'll become a work function, and then you want to see the girl, and then you talk to her at a party, and then it's like, uh oh, I'm getting closer and closer and closer. Well, that's where the line is. I think there's a couple different factors at play. One, like I said before, are you flirting with lots of people or are you flirting with one person? Because flirting is harmless. Having a crush on someone's not harmless, right? Right. You can flirt with people without really liking them. Just having like that a flirtatious nature. But then when you like somebody then you start like only flirting with that person. That's a problem. But also it kind of matters what your significant other thinks about flirting mm. because no matter what their opinion is, if it's like, if something's like really upsetting them, then you have to adjust accordingly. Yeah. Mm. I tend to be a fairly jealous person. I think like, I don't, I'd like to think that I'm not, but like I, I there's never been a situation where I imagined anyone that I was with, like, in any sort of a flirtatious or romantic situation with somebody else and didn't immediately, like, get angry in my head. Like, I don't... Had you ever experienced that firsthand? Like, you were talking to some... Like, you and your lady were talking to a guy and you're like, you were just openly flirting with that guy. No, I don't think I've watched somebody flirt. I mean, I'm sure that's like... I mean, I'm sure that it's happened on both sides of relationships that I've been in, but I haven't, like, I haven't, like, watched it happen and been like, what was that about? Right. Yeah. I've never really had one of those Hey, we have to talk. Yeah. That wasn't okay. I noticed you having fun at this party. (laughs) That's the problem, because flirting, like, flirting is so ambiguous. What does it mean? Like, if I'm talking and joking with someone, is it, uh, by definition, flirting? Or does it have to be slightly sexual and romantic? Like, if I'm making a girl laugh, am I flirting? Because if so, then arguing. I have you to feel like flirt. this is you arguing no. with a girlfriend right now. <laughs> yeah, I don't it wasn't so. flirting. I was laughing. I laugh all the time. Right, exactly. No, I don't think that it's just, I don't think it's automatically flirting to like be playful with somebody and make them laugh. I think that's like, if you're like a charming person who likes making jokes, that's just part right. of your, your life. You flirting know? is giving somebody that little extra attention. Because like all of us naturally just like try to make people laugh and try to talk to people. But when as, as soon as I hone in on someone, just one person, then it's flirting. 
Then it's like, I only care about making this girl laugh right here. So you're saying if you're an equal opportunity flirter, then it doesn't uh, matter as long as you're not doing it to just one person. Yeah, that's yeah, what I think. It feels like there's, yeah, it feels like if you're like at a party or hanging out or being charming, that's sort of like general equal opportunity flirting. But if you're like at work and you send an email to a coworker that's like, hey, we should really meet up in the kitchen and have a cookie deep break <laughs> or some, I don't know, just like some... That's a good, that's a good work that's time like flirt. very yeah, good work the, time the flirt. Yeah, the snack. If the, you've got the snack, snack break. in the kitchen, oh, you got it. But like, game over. but like scheduling a one-on-one <laughs> snack break in the kitchen, that's like, that feels like you're like, I'm trying to hook up with this person. Right. Mm-hmm. And so it's like something that has like an intention behind it that's not just being a friendly person, I think. It's almost like every one-on-one email is kind of flirtatious because it's like, here's a little secret from me. Yeah, there's right. never a reason really... <laughs> To send any one-on-one emails at work that aren't, like, work-related. Right. Like, if you're sending, like, a one- or two-line email to a person at work that's not, has nothing to do with work. But that's know. also harmless. It just gives you that little micro burst of, like... That's flirty. Yeah, that's but flirt. I, I, Well, this is, goes back to me saying, like, if, as long as you're spreading it liberally, it's fine. Yeah. I don't, <laughs> I don't think that it's a problem in the sense that, like, if I, like... I think if I was in a relationship and I found out that, you know my girlfriend had been had like sent a couple of one or two line flirty emails to a coworker. Mm-hmm. I don't, I, I like to think that I would be okay with it because it's like, it's, it's okay to find other people a, like sort of attractive or cute while you're in a relationship. That is just human nature. Right. But it's like a very, it's a very different thing to like truly act on it in any, in any significant way. Right. Like I would say that like, on alone on your couch, pizza and Netflix time is like acting on it. That counts as acting. On it. Oh yeah, right. that's, that's like really that's bad. very uncool, and I would not like that. Right. But like uh, the occasional like you're kind of a cute guy sort of thing. Emails, it's like, texts, that's smiles. Like it would all bother me, but it, just like don't tell me. I don't want right. to know. That's like not something I need. If I'm in a relationship, it's like. If you're eating pizza and watching Netflix at someone's house, I I need to know because then yeah, we yeah. break up. <laughs> yeah, but if That's you're that, like, if your girlfriend can't have a, a a time where she watches Netflix with another guy. Well, I mean, sure that could happen. It depends like how it got, how it got there. If it got there because they're taking lunch breaks together, yeah, and then they're like going out to one on one dinners, uh-huh, sending each other right. Snapchats, That's and right. then they watch Snapchat. Netflix, uh-huh, Netflix and sure. pizza. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the relationship is clearly All right, let me, let me ask you a follow-up question. What Everything if he can you only said... come while watching yeah. Futurama and eating pepperoni <laughs> Oh, pizza. I didn't think... That's not fair. Oh, so yeah, oh, yeah. He, yeah, you got it. I understand. <laughs> Netflix and chicken fingers. Game to Amazon. <laughs> Amazon <laughs> Prime and fish sticks. <laughs> no, I guess that's okay. Yeah. Xbox Originals. <laughs> <laughs> and tater tachos. Let me one last question. Egg salad and Hulu. Let me finish. Not plus. Regular. So they're if watching any, more. Oh, ads. this dude's a broke ass joke. Yeah. Then. They could do that all day. If any girlfriend of mine ate egg salad at any point, I would dump them <laughs> for any reason. Flirting's okay. Egg salad's not. No. Egg salad really is ridiculous. It's just eggs. Yeah. Mashed if you found up, out your girlfriend right? went it's out to disgusting. lunch on, with like a guy at work and they ate by the by the ocean and laid on the grass, you'd be jealous. And then if you found out it was they both had egg salad <laughs> with chopped up onions in it, you'd be yeah. like, oh, he, you know what? He can have you. <laughs> your breath You're probably gonna... still smells. Yeah. Of I think this... if I if I if I fell in love with a girl over the course of a year and we spent nights lying together talking and telling each other things we'd never told anybody and i felt closer to her than i'd ever felt to anybody Mm -mm. and then i just (laughs) and then i just like walked in and i saw her just drinking a full glass of whole milk (laughs) i'm never gonna talk to that girl again that's That's disgusting how much you hate milk i just hate the idea of just drinking a (laughs) glass of whole milk (laughs) 
<laughs> what if it was 2%? Oh, we're going to have to have a serious talk. I'd probably still leave her. I think there's We'd have an to, open relationship. Actually. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's skim. It has to be skim. Just like a, a bowl of egg salad and a glass of milk. <laughs> it's like, you know what? Nothing we've shared is worth this. You're a, you're a monster. <laughs> that is, it's a lot of people still drink. I, I can't get behind that. I never had milk growing up. But yeah, don't you know people that still just like, I will eat a sandwich and a glass of whole milk. So foul. <laughs> I had a girlfriend in high school who didn't like juice of any kind, but drank milk out of a, just drank glasses of milk. And it was like, I think I've always been ruined by it because I thought it was so gross. I could Dave, never get past Dave it. Dave Rosenberg still, I think to this day, loves milk. Remember he did the, uh, he did this diet where he drank go a mad. gallon of milk a day. Oh, and uh, the go mad diet is a gallon of milk a day. Oh, please. That's not a ring. That's an endorsement against milk, though. Oh, yeah. I mean, it was absolutely. He looked sick. He looked his. I mean, he's already kind of pale, but he looked like milk. What? Like he, <laughs> he became Harvey Milk. He wore it. He wore the milk. It was so big in his stomach. <laughs> he would cough and it was on his curves. face. And I would come home and he would have like a quarter of the milk left. And I would look at him and I'd be like, You, how's it going? And he would just like, He looked looked like he was gonna cry <laughs> he would have to open his mouth like a milk carton like you have to squeeze it in milky so tears out of his thin <laughs> foam of cream around his skin <laughs> he became milk <laughs> what oh wait was there what's the why would that why would anyone think that's a good idea he wanted to he wanted to pack on mass he wanted to gain a lot of weight because oh. he was trying to bulk up. <laughs> right. but it, and it, he bulked up, but it was all in his stomach. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's not good. He had cream weight. He had 40 pounds of cream in his belly. <laughs> he was also doing no exercise because the milk made him so sick <laughs> and lethargic. He was weighed down by the dairy and the lactose. I think a lot of things Dave does, you can ask with, wait, why would anyone think that's a good idea? Yeah, it doesn't right, sound right. like, uh, I would say in any nutrition book, there's probably like a little addendum that's like, also, by the way, don't become milk. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever you do, it's not a good idea. It might sound like a good idea to you, but don't become milk. Yeah, it's like a warning. If you, yeah. It's on the milk label. <laughs> Too much consumption will make you milk. <laughs> that's where this carton came from. Enjoy, Some, but do not become. Somebody else became it. Uh, so roughly speaking, what would you do if you were, this girl says, what would you do if I were you, if you were this girl, would you not, where would you cut it off? Um, or would you cut it off? I think if you were seeing, if you were flirting with a girl and she had a boyfriend and you didn't, would you cut it off? Uh, I've, well, where do you stand on meddling? I've like, what the first girl I was ever in love with was in a relationship when I met her Mm -hmm. and they broke up. And she and she ended up dating me, so I'm not the right. the, the moral, you know. <clears throat> but if you if you guys ended up getting married, that's like a lovely story, and nobody would actually be offended by the fact that you meddled. Yeah, I think that like if I mean I don't, yeah, I, like it's hard to say like how flirtatious these nights that they've been spending together have become. But Netflix and pizza is like it's pretty. It's, it's pretty. It's a nine out of ten. It sounds like. Yeah, I would say at a certain point, it's worth bringing it up and saying like, <laughs> or at least trying to feel out where his relationship's going, you know? Like saying, I can't keep doing this if you're still doing that. Right. Right. She also said something that was like a red flag to me. She was like, I'm just as responsible as he is. And that's not true. If you're in a relationship, you are the most responsible. Like this girl doesn't have to be responsible for this dude's relationship, right? 
Uh, I'm not asking you. That's just a fact. I do think that there's more of a moral weight on the person in the relationship in these situations. Yes, definitely. I I mean, I'm not saying that this girl is completely absolved and you can meddle all you want. Right. But I will say that, like, this guy's being the primo asshole. And this girl's being a mini asshole for enabling it. So I think if she wants, like, the best thing she can do is say, hey, uh, I enjoy spending this time with you, but, like... It's you're in a relationship, so we can't do this kind of thing. Right. I think that that's the best thing to do because once you give him an ultimatum like that, then he has to like sack up and figure out his relationship. Because right. what he's doing right now is he's just like he's just having the best of both worlds. He's like getting the emotional fulfillment from this girl, mm-hmm. but not having to make a decision because breaking up people sucks. Right. No one wants to do it. <laughs> right. So like what he has to do is he has to like realize that he can't have both at once and have to actually make a decision about which one he prefers. It seems like if he's gotten this far, he shouldn't stay with his girlfriend. Definitely not. No. Yeah, I think that if you get to this point, you think something's wrong. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you're not getting it from where you should be getting it. Yeah, I've I've always felt that way. Like if I'm if you're in in something and you like legitimately feel like hanging out with somebody else or flirting with somebody else or like in a way that's like serious, you know, right. then that means that something's not right. So is it game over? wouldn't that be the easiest solution is just like oh guy breaks up with girl and then they can go out guilt-free yeah yeah that's the move i think that she has to let him know that he can't have both i think and then it's up to him to decide which one he actually wants to pursue Mm, that's good maybe she should ask him like in a really sexy way like she straddles him and Hmm. be like do you want this or do you want your fucking girlfriend or something like that so like put him in a situation where he almost feels too bad to choose the alternative sure that way <laughs> sure <laughs> we all disagree we're gonna let you keep on digging yourself yeah, i want to i want to know where you're going with this yeah but, and then uh, she starts undoing her blouse huh. and she's like do you want to touch me or do you want to touch her right his, his girlfriend's it's a long distance relationship he can't he touch can't her. do it yeah he can't yeah she wins she wins that battle yeah. every time <laughs> just an idea for the girl yeah i'm that that's the sexiest way to come on to somebody i'm better than nothing aren't i yeah <laughs> it's either this or not or nothing this or someone far away yeah do you do LDRs, long distance stuff? Are you into that? Good I have idea. done it. You're okay with it? I didn't love it. Would you do it again? Nope. You're in LA right now. You live in New York. Yeah. You meet a girl tonight. Sure. She's amazing. Oh, yeah. She's not only She's hot. She's a six out of ten. Can we talk about, <laughs> honestly, like the, like, I just was like, no, I wouldn't do it again. And then the second that you, like, floated a hypothetical, I was like, I, 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 I could be open to it. Sure, I like love. Who's your friend? Uh, Introduce me. Yeah. <laughs> do you know somebody? This girl is ten out of ten, never had milk in her life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Bitch is lactose yeah. intolerance. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. From head to thumb. Gassy as fuck. <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean, I guess there's always exceptions, right? But like in my experience from having done it, I don't miss it and I would not rush to do it again. Right. It's almost like it's not even worth coming up with rules because it's like, yeah, but then there's somebody that could break all the rules anyway. Of course. It's like the, everyone knows somebody that was in a long distance relationship that they just loved the person that much that it made sense and then it worked. Right. And I guess like, so So there's that, there's that. (laughs) So why close the door to that? I think it depends on whether there's a chance that you will be in the same place. Right. I think if you're just like both indefinitely in different places, then that's, you know, something's got to give there. You got to figure out. But if it's like temporary or like there's a chance that one person could move. Like a malleable job. Yeah, exactly. But you're, if both people have like jobs they're passionate about on opposite coasts, then. Even I've heard that happen. And then like eventually some of them leave, one of them leaves the job. Yeah, I'm a piece of shit. I don't know. Yep. <laughs> It's uh, yeah. I mean, I guess well, there's like, examples uh, of every relationship working out and not working out. It's right. Just sort of like a, do you want to put yourself through that? 
I guess, yeah, like the, a strong enough love like conquers any obstacles. And I guess I just haven't experienced a love that strong. <laughs> so like the obstacles have won every time. Like I'm like, well, no, I mean, I guess in my experience, no, the obstacles are, it's too much. But it's like in other people's experience, I guess it's not. That was a very good fortune cookie that you gave out in the middle of that speech. <laughs> what was it about the love and the obstacles? <laughs> Say it one more time. I want to see it in my mind's eye, ideally in a poster under two people walking along a beach. <laughs> The love and the obstacles. Right. Can you say it again? You haven't given him a chance I to talk. <laughs> One run-on sentence this entire time. Can you say it again? One right more now, time to think about the obstacles. Point, I want to picture it? it in a poster. Here we will go. you say it now? Three, are two, one, zero. Say now it. you're going to say and, it. And, and. All right, we don't have to hear it. I'm recording right. it. We can listen to it again. You know we'll what? Rewind. Somewhere out there, Eduardo Scrub wants back. advice. <laughs> and you're facetious. Wow. That was, a, that was a long one. It's almost time for the break. Wow. Let's take a break and we'll be right back with more, Dan. Thank you to BetterHelp for sponsoring this episode of our program. Hell yeah. Thanks, BetterHelp. Jake, I don't know if you know this, but we sort of all carry around different stressors, Mm -hmm. big and small. Yeah. No, I've heard of that. Yeah. I've heard that. I've heard some people do that. And if you're anything like me, you just sort of keep it bottled up inside and never Mm -hmm. complain or talk about it to anyone ever. Buried deep, deep, deep down. Yes. You put on a facade, as they call it. Mm -hmm. Yes. And a masquerade. Mm-hmm. But when we do that, it starts to affect us negatively. It's not healthy. It's not good. That's why I use mm. therapy, which is a safe space to get things off your chest. And there's no better way to use therapy than with BetterHelp. Ah, very nice. So if you've been hearing a lot about therapy and you've been wanting to give it a try, but you don't want to, you know, go through the hassle of finding a therapist, driving their awkward waiting rooms, give BetterHelp a try because it's entirely online. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suitable to your schedule. Perfect. You just fill out a brief questionnaire, Mm -hmm. you get matched with a licensed therapist, Mm -hmm. and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Ooh, love it. It helps to get things off your chest. It helps to talk about it. Right. So get those things off your chest with BetterHelp. That's betterhelp.com slash segments. You go there and you get 10% off your first month. Ooh, all right. Segments, folks. Yes. BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash segments. Segments. To get matched with your therapist as soon as possible. And if you use that coupon code by going to betterhelp.com slash segments, you'll get 10% off your first month. Nice. Give it a try. It'll help. Yeah. With BetterHelp. Thank you to Squarespace for sponsoring this episode of our show. Indeed. Indeed. Simply put, it's the easiest way to create a professional-looking website. Couldn't agree more, bud. That's it. Yeah. That's the tweet. <laughs> um, no, they do have a lot more than that. It's, uh, right. it's a, it's, they have 24-7 award-winning customer support. They have very simple drag-and-drop technology. You can code. You can design mm-hmm. a professional-looking website without knowing much about how the internet works. You can sell. You can launch and sell product from Squarespace. Yes. That's right. You can even... Purchase a domain name through Squarespace. For example, Jake, what can people purchase? Boneheader.com. Boneheader. It's like... Interesting. That's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. It's like if you're a boneheaded person, but you're doing a boneheader of a move. You know what I mean? What about fitnessnah.com? So it's sort of like a relaxation technique Mm -hmm. slash way to say damn the man with regards to fitness. It's a movement about not going to the gym. 
Fitness. It's nah. a it's an anti movement, really. Oh, it's that's a non good. movement that's movement. A, is anti movement yeah. one? Anti movement. Uh, seems I'll like have it should to be. check it out later. Actually, let me look right now. Anti movement.com is not available. Don't yeah. buy that one. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I wouldn't. But so it's fitness more of a fitness nah. <laughs> yeah, it's more of a yeah. fitness nah thing. Yeah. Uh, Squarespace AI also is a great way to kickstart or update written content on any website. They can generate instant personalized results that know and show your brand identity. Pretty cool there too. Incredible. So the way to get in on this action and uh, launch your own website soon enough Mm -hmm. is to go to squarespace.com slash segments. Segments. And when you're ready to launch, you use that coupon code segments at checkout to save 10% off their already low, low prices. Beautiful. Again, check out squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com slash segments to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Thanks, folks. Thanks, Squarespace. And we're back. Um, Why are you in LA? No reason at all. I'm just uh, seeing friends and hanging out. Then get out of here. Have a weekend. Oh, all right. (laughs) You need a reason, a purpose. Yeah, I'll see you guys later. Uh, is the job at John Oliver as stressful as it sounds? What, uh, with, what with you having to create a news show that takes something down in an epic way every six days? <laughs> uh, it's pretty intense. I mean, I love it. It's uh, it's a lot of fun, but it is, um, yeah, it's strange because you're kind of like half of your job is writing a research paper yeah. and the other half is making it funny. <laughs> so the half of that's writing the research paper is uh, sometimes intense. The, be- the best, sometimes we've come to describe it as like, um, or at least I have, uh, as that anxiety dream where you, uh, have a final paper due in a class that you haven't taken and, but it's like that, <laughs> but it's real. Oh, man. <laughs> and you're yeah. naked for some reason, right? <laughs> and I'm naked. Yeah. yeah. I go to work naked. Um, but yeah, the worst part is at the end when you finish the script and all your teeth fall out and yeah. <laughs> fall down a bottomless pit. They're all checklists. <laughs> But, uh, so no, what, so yeah, it's uh, it can be intense, but it's very like you know it's run in a professional way. Everyone's like, how many writers? Flow like, oh, sorry, there are nine nine writers. Okay, and um, uh, do you guys like all work on something together? Do you splinter off? Do you have a writing partner? Are you solo? It's a mix. It's there's a research staff, and basically, so when you're working on the big pieces, the research staff prepares like all sorts of information and transcripts, and then uh, they and then you go through and you're you. like, I could make, I could do something with this. Yeah, basically, they'll send over like 200 pages of information and transcripts, and then it's on you to like figure out what in that 200 pages you can you know form into a 15 minute piece and another writer also does their own version of that big story oh, wow. and then, and then you them. you have a meeting where they basically tell you what their favorite parts of both of your drafts were and then you and that other writer combine oh. uh, their favorite aspects of the draft into one draft and then fill in the blanks and then later on in the process when there's like inevitably stuff that you know jokes that need to be thought it out in a different way that's like the whole staff gets together and brainstorms yeah jokes that can go and it's usually for those like the pieces of information that are really dark or like don't seem like they could possibly have anything funny about them we'll usually meet as a group and try to p- pitch lots of jokes yeah you know, to fi- figure out wow. so. and what about like the things that you decide to take down is there a meeting for that with the writers too or do you guys get like an assignment to say like hey this is this week we want to do something on this the topic he's talking oh about. yeah sorry Oh, those can come from anywhere. Research can pitch them. The writers can pitch them. Research? What do they know about Fucking shit? nerds. <laughs> Give me the story, nerd. Get out of here. <laughs> you're, a, you're a nerd. You're a writer with a podcast. <laughs> so are you, don't call. No, don't call me, don't call me a podcaster. <laughs> I'll smack you in the eye. <laughs> are the researchers funny or are they just like... Fuck, they're, well, they have journalism what. backgrounds, but they're, I mean, they're like funny, smart people, yeah. Did they go to Northwestern? All of them went to Northwestern, right? Wow. Yeah. yeah. 
<laughs> we all had to. There was a period before the show started where we all had to go to Northwestern. Yeah. <laughs> if you hadn't gotten to Northwestern, they sent us to Northwestern. You had to, to a, a, sure. apply and at least get into Northwestern. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Whether or not you actually went there. Yeah, and you had to you join one. Defer. You had to join one extracurricular. Wow. Yeah. Did you I do did crew? Ultimate. Yeah. Do they row crew? Uh, they all did crew. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We all rode. We all rode on the same boat. Northwestern, and that was how we we bonded before the job started. <laughs> Just us versus the Winklevoss twins. You were skank- skanking at the top of the boat, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, one last question: mm-hmm. the the format of the show for people who haven't seen is the so the, it's a half hour long, right? Yeah. But this main story takes up over half the episode. Yeah, it's usually like is that was that a decision conscious decision from the get go or like they started getting bigger and fatter and then you guys realized this is what the people want and like how much did YouTube audience inform that like yeah. oh this is clearly the viral thing this is what people want let's get that bigger well, and bigger and fatter I think and fatter. we were always they were always uh, looking forward to doing these like longer stories yeah but the it was a surprise to us even that like how long we could go and how people would respond positively to that yeah so like in the first i remember like the the second episode um we did this like 12 minute piece on the death penalty and at the time we it was like we'd been talking about doing the death penalty as a like wow that would be like a crazy ballsy thing to do like later in the season right and then this thing happened where this guy's execution was like really badly you know botched and he like didn't die for uh, i remember that was funny it was hilarious <laughs> and so they were like you know what let's just do it this this week on the second episode wow. and we did this like 12 minute piece on the death penalty which at the time we were like first of all that's insane doing a like a long comedy piece on the death penalty second of all 12 minutes yeah that's and so then fucking huge. everyone just like really responded to both halves of that where they were like wow it's so cool to see a comedy piece about such a serious topic and wow it's so cool to see it in depth and then I think there was just this switch that we, everyone was just like, wow, we can just like... So did that change the rest of the season? I think, yeah, I think we just went harder in that direction than we maybe otherwise... I think we would have gotten there, but it, we got there faster because of that. And like... I mean, I would watch a full half hour of just that stuff. I think it's that's like the thing is that like, to us, so we were great. all like, we were like, wow, I can't even imagine like people like paying attention to one topic for this long, how incredibly boring and dark. And then like people just were like, I love that. Yeah. And we were like, oh... Okay, yeah, then let's just do that. You, you know, know what it is? It's uh you're it's like you're kind of like putting sweet stuff around medicine. So it's like, here's a bunch of jokes and you guys don't know it, but you're actually learning about something yeah. important. It's like you're feeding it's like it's not how you give dogs medicine, you wrap it in dog food. <laughs> That's how they should teach classes in school. Yeah, almost. like I learned more yeah. from John Oliver's show, uh, last week tonight than I would from the news because it's the one, you guys are covering stuff that the news wouldn't cover, but two, you're covering it in a way that makes me want to digest it yeah yeah it's a lot of like worldview stuff it's not just like the daily show i mean the daily show is also great but that seems to be like a very political like things happening right here in the country right and john oliver is just like huge worldly topics international international topics. yeah it's cool for that reason and it's um yeah i mean it's and it's fun from uh, on the inside to learn about all that stuff and because uh, you also have to learn like we have to learn it fairly well before we can explain it to others just like anything right you know and so it's like you become this weird expert in a random topic and just become a weird like not yeah an, an that must be really party. good on dates you know <laughs> yeah oh man yeah hey so babe <laughs> Uh, you wouldn't believe the uh, the function that municipal fines serve in well, uh, in the uh, Alabama court system uh, and how they keep down the minority population. I actually do care. Does your <laughs> does your do you have Tinder? Uh, at the moment, I'm I have deleted it, but I'm did sure you, I will. Did your bio say writer at last week tonight? 
Uh, yeah, I did, didn't at first, and then I added it. Smart, smart move. Did it help? I don't know. I, I mean, like, my opinion on this, I actually was very uncomfortable, like, writing my job on, like, an online dating platform, but there's something, like, if you say that you're a comedy writer, but you don't... Say like, what your job You is. don't, like, yeah, if you don't, but you don't imply in any way that you're actually doing it for a living, people just, com- I think, would completely assume that you're just... Because like, 98% right. of the times, comedy writers are either self-employed or unemployed. Right. Yeah. So I like, comedy writer that submits headlines to the, uh, like the wrong email address at the onion. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like I don't want to, I don't want to brag and I certainly don't want to like, I, I wouldn't, I would hope that that's not like a reason to go on a date with me, but I also like, it is like, I don't want to come across like I'm just like of a, a failed. Right. Well, it sort of is know. a, it's a reason to go on a date with you, but not in the way that's like, Oh, this guy has a good job. It's what it shows is like, this guy's hardworking and gainfully employed. And it's not like you get handed a job like that. I think so. Yeah. I think it's like, I think I'm just, yeah, I'm afraid of coming across as like, I think nobody really believes that comedy writing is an actual job. So I think you need to kind of be like, no, but for real though. Right. right? Yeah. You have to own it a little bit. <clears throat> yeah. I think, I think it's just a matter of like being proud of it and being like, I worked for it. And yeah, you know, I, I remember that came up once where I was like, Oh, should I, I think in a weird, slightly tangent, den- tangential way, Somebody was trying to convince me to put a picture of me and Jake in my Tinder stream so that people would know that, like, I did this stuff that, like, maybe it would trigger something. And I was like, oh, isn't that, like, cheap? Like, oh, she would only like me because I, I was in videos, that stuff that she would recognize. But then someone's like, yeah, but, like, that's beyond physical attraction. The other thing people are attracted to is, like, how successful you are in your field and what you do for a living. So it's not, like, shallow for a bad reason. Right. It's no, showing yeah. that you, like, worked hard at something. Yeah, I think that it's, like... I think that the adverse effect of coming across, like, you might just be, like, a, like a, an unemployed, like, aspiring comedy writer is much worse than the, like, potential cocky effect of sounding like you're bragging about your job. Right. I think it's, like... it's. I think it's okay to, like, own the fact that you've worked hard and you're ambitious and you, like, you know... It's like, good to be proud of your yeah, job. Yeah, I think it's to good like to your be job proud of that it. stuff. Yeah, so and they never actually like I could put that. I feel like couldn't I? And my writer, I could be like yeah, writer, yeah, on, last writer on last week tonight. Week tonight. Well, I could do like last week tonight. I mean, and well, head writer. You actually, should say head writer. Head writer for last oh, week God. tonight. Oh, head writer boy. for the last contributing for last author. Week. Why not showrunner? What would you say his name was? Tim. If you change your name, if I legally change my name to Tim, no, 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 guys. Oh God. Oh, I might make my picture as John Oliver. Just like on Jake, Tinder, I'll be Jake. like swiping or whatever. But then right. when you meet the girl, what happens? I'll say, Don't I duped do you. <laughs> it's too late for you now. And now we're on a date. You have to, where are you going? <laughs> you already agreed to the location and time. Once a girl's been duped, she, don't, she doesn't leave. She's usually like, well, I've been duped. I and owe she, you this much. Yeah. She sits down, she's like, <clears throat> snaps, duped yeah. me. Duped me. All right. Now you got to drink. Let's now go you got to scoop me. Hmm. What does that mean? <laughs> Let's get to the second question. We're run, we're running out of time. We the got second and last track. question. Uh, all right, guy's name. Oh, sorry, uh, Stefan. <laughs> <laughs> Stefan writes. Hey guys, I got this problem with my best friend. Me and him both liked the same girl and got into a fight about it. He was in a group of friends and she was with him. And since it was a group, I thought I can come in and hang out. When I got there, I stood behind him and he told me, what the fuck are you doing here? Why are you here? And he pointed to the door and told me to leave. He is probably one of my closest friends because we are the same person practically. He invites me to anything and actually started working out with me. He looks better than me, but me and him are both smoke shows. The only advantage I have is that I am taller than him. 
we are we have a very good relationship like we buy things for each other and just hang out every day i admire him because he got me to start working out and going out i don't know what to do please help me this girl is like an eight but we are both friends with her what would you guys do if you both like the same girl as your best friend straight up and i'm embarrassed to say this i might have spaced out for the first like <laughs> five senses of that do they are they they're actively fighting over the same girl that's pretty much it yeah do yeah. they like get in a fight or they just no, they like both this, realize that they like, like that was the saddest situation ever this dude came <laughs> over to a group of people including the girl that he liked uh-huh. and his friend was just pushing him and telling him to leave okay so he was just approaching this girl to talk to her and his friend yeah. said get the fuck out yeah. of here like she's it's, mine she's mine is she actually his no just she he wants <laughs> her to <laughs> like her gotcha. yeah it seems so like they're just, just both vying after the same girl then he goes on to say how much he likes this guy because they're the same person, but he's slightly taller. Right. It, it sort of turns so into like a... Like, the two pieces... Like, one, you should... If, if it's bothering your friend this much, just say, you know, it's not ever really worth it. You just say, okay, yeah, you know what? You, you, know, you go after this girl and I don't need to. But this, uh, this guy is such an asshole that I, my, I'm pretty tempted to say he's <laughs> not your best friend and you shouldn't admire him. Yeah, all this, uh, this admiration seems misplaced. <laughs> It seems like he has a quasi-crush on himself. Yeah. He's like, this guy's so great. He's exactly like, well, me, but not as tall. <laughs> There's no better person than me. I'm the person I want to be. That's why I'm becoming me. Right. And this and person I, accidentally did that. I'm a strong me. Yeah. I only befriend lesser versions of me. <laughs> the closer you are to me, the more friendships I have with you, because that's how close you became to me. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I think it's uh, if you start an email that your friend pushed you out of the way and said to stay away from a girl, generally you don't end that email with a long string of compliments about what a wonderful man he is. Well, two things. One, have you ever uh, vied at, like, seen a girl that you and your friend both have a crush on? Have you ever wished that you had Jesse's girl? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's tough because, like, in, for me, if that happens, it's like it's game over, you know? Yeah, I understand. I, like, for sure. I, I, I'm not going to say which direction, but it's definitely game over. <laughs> well, I only hang out um, with ugly, horrible people, so then I'm always the catch. The so better yeah, so option. Lesser versions of yourself. Exactly. The, I, don't, uh, I don't know if I've ever like really competed over a girl. Maybe, I think I had maybe some a crush on the same girl as somebody else, maybe in high school. Mm. I was like, but I was like 15. I don't know if that counts. Right. Not, in the, not as an adult. No, yeah. Yeah. If that's happening as an adult, you just got to... That's not worth it. What do you do? Um, <laughs> Have you ever had that situation? Where you and a friend both were like... Yeah. The, <clears throat> I, For me, every time it happened, I never, ever lost. Oh. So at a certain point, I realized... Uh, you were 12 and 0. I, realized, I was like, you know what? If I'm going to win every single time, then it's only it's not really a good competition. It's oh. not like... Then I'm just sort of an evil man who steals yeah, women you, from people. You were always the second time... Like, you were always last. You would just steal people's girlfriends. I did that a lot. And then, like... I mean, I'm not sure how often it was ever, like, two of my friends... It definitely happened. But, like... You know, what are you going to do? You, I don't want to be an asshole, but I really never, ever, I always got the girl. <laughs> so it was like, I just, then I sort of shifted to, I thought friendship was more important. I didn't want to steal anybody's, anybody's crush. And I, I, just, I think that's also important to nip it, it in the bud early before you really start to care. Cause that's when you like, don't want to give up. If you like, if you're at the beginning stage of 
of liking somebody and you realize it's going to be a conflict, I would always just like peel back first. Like, oh, I can like somebody else. So much of it is like happenstance. Like if you're seated next to someone or dancing next to someone and like you just have the first four minute conversation, that almost like sends you off on a trajectory where you're with that person. I No, because it also is like... When it, when there's competition, it always goes to the person who. Well, not always. Never mind. Sorry, it's a totally different. Because <laughs> sometimes you have to try really hard, and sometimes you have to try a lot less. Right. Like sometimes the guy that tries too hard, you start looking like a nice chivalrous guy next to that guy right. that tries too hard. It kind of depends what the other guy's doing. You just have to do the opposite. Oh, totally. I didn't. Yeah, I didn't learn that lesson until I was like in my early twenties. <clears throat> like I spent like all of high school being like, if I'm the sweetest, most sensitive man. <laughs> All of the ladies will appreciate my sensitivity. Who's like, Dan? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Who are you talking about? I've never seen that guy. <laughs> but that's not to say that it's not like a good trait. Like, but it is like, yeah, you have to like a little bit see what you know. You don't want to be that that one all the time, you right? Wanna, you know. There's also like a, it has to be mutual, and usually uh, I can only speak for like. Uh, one lady and two dudes because i've never been on the other side as two ladies versus one dude but it seems like she just is naturally gravitating towards one of you right yeah i mean it's, there's a it's huge... never like at the end of several days like she, it's still a toss-up well of course it's entirely her choice she gets to choose you the other guy or neither mm-hmm. and but at, at or very least to like... save your re- to save your friendship <laughs> you, you can say i'm out of the running entirely like you're say there say dan's a girl and we both like him right uh-huh. mm-hmm. and you say look, Jake, back off. I really like Dan. Then all I can do, if I want to stay friends with you, I'm out of the picture. And then say Dan does like me. As long as I'm out of the picture, you can't be mad at me. But then you can go after Dan. No, I can't go after Dan because I promised you to preserve our friendship that I will not like Dan, even if he likes me and not you. But isn't that like a dibs thing, which you don't like? Like, oh, I called dibs on Dan. But Dan doesn't like me. You can't hook up with Dan because I I called dibs. I don't believe in dibs. I think there's a difference between dibs and you telling me as a friend to back off. Isn't that the same thing? Isn't dibs saying back off? Well, I think the dibs thing that we do is like if there's a girl at a bar and somebody's like dibs, I'm going to like I get dibs. I'm going to talk to her first. Like that's not that's not cool at all. But if you're like, look, I really like this girl and I don't want you to go after her. I think I could do do you the honor if you're a good man to me. I can say I won't go after her. Or if you want to, you have a different conversation with me being like, we really actually like each other. Right. And then I have to give you the honor back. I have to bestow you the honor. We all have to treat each other with honor. Yeah. Honor is the most important thing. <laughs> all I actually... Man, at the end so of the we're day, all man, I only care about honor. <laughs> so I we're really there at a bar in our kimonos with our large <laughs> Japanese swords. And honor is the... We honor each other. It is. Yeah, exactly. I, well, before you guys approach a girl at a bar, you bow to each other. That's, That's the first true. Thing. We do. We show each other mutual respect by bowing <laughs> my blessing. the same distance. I, give, I honor you. I honor you. <laughs> we, we Eskimo kiss for I honor 10 your minutes. Family. And I then honor. we, yeah, then we go to the, to the woman we, mm-hmm. and we bow. Yeah. We get on one knee. Sure. I will actually give her a bow, a pork bow. Uh, yeah, oh, so I, I will s- bow to Jake and then I'll present to the there lady was one a time bow. Where I was talking bow. to a, I was talking to a girl at a bar. I bought her a drink and I looked at you to give you a thumbs up yeah. and you were on your knees committing. Yeah. Harry Carey. Yeah. <laughs> I wanted to show you that I have your, your ultimate honor in my mind. That's friendship. You yes. are honor and I am shame. Yeah. <laughs> And you sliced in, in the shape of a heart. You sliced out. Yeah. yeah. My, my vital organs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Man, that is, that is incredibly respectful. Uh, 
Yeah, it's and also if you like, if a girl sees that two people are like actively vying for her, there's always the you know the danger she's gonna pull like a Jasmine in uh, Aladdin and be like, I am not a prize to be won. Yeah. Mm. Shit. Yeah. Yeah. You gotta watch out for that. And then that. she just goes home with Raja. Yeah. <laughs> Starts fucking a tiger. Starts fucking so that tiger. Hot. Can I actually show you guys a picture? Well, I think that I that's, found that's on. what it is. There's the dance. It's like, I don't think, I mean, dibs is off the table because dibs is just sort of calling somebody like they're at, you're at an auction or whatever. But if we're like, if we have a crush on the same person, you say, I like her. And then I let you approach. And then if that doesn't go well, I say, permission. <laughs> and will you honor me with your permission? <laughs> Absolutely not, brother. I appreciate your honor, but I can't reciprocate. And I think that's, and I guess, you know what? I would do that once. And if you did it to me twice, if you did it to me twice where I asked if I could approach somebody and you said no, Dishonor after the last girl had gotten away, I think, yeah, I think that you have done me a dishonor and a disservice. <laughs> And I must diss you. <laughs> I, I want to talk to a girl about how it works on the other side when two girls like a guy. Is, there a, is there a dibs thing? Is well, there I a... want to also know her viewpoint if uh, you and I both like them and like and say she likes one of us. Right. Like, well, sorry, if you like me or if you like a mirror, I called you. So <laughs> you have to be with me now. <laughs> it's me or no one. I think yeah. the closest we have is Dan pretending to be a woman. So if we can just ask you a series of questions and then you can just sort of... <laughs> How do you Absolutely. keep your box? <laughs> See, how how do, you, do I keep my box? How yeah. do you womanscape? Oh, sure. <laughs> Thanks so much for asking. Uh, um, have you ever fallen? A different question that came out of this. Uh, have you ever had a best friend and then you just realized you didn't like him anymore? Because <laughs> that happens over time. It's like, oh, this guy's my best friend, but I don't really like him. It's like, oh, that's because you guys grew up and now you're different people. Right. I guess not... Um, not as like an adult, but definitely in high school, I had some friends from like childhood that around age like 17, it became pretty clear we were on these paths. <laughs> right. Um, but never in a way that it like, actually, you know what? There was one, there was one kid, I was younger though, but there was a kid that I, I like hung out with between the ages of maybe like eight and 13. Mm-hmm. And then I think when we were 14, we got in like an actual fight, like a physical Whoa. fight in my house that involved like us like one of us hitting the other one with a tennis racket holy and, like, shit we were like angry at each other and i don't even remember what or why but it like yeah we just uh we went and we went down different paths so one guy. of you hit the other with a tennis racket i believe so yeah do you you have to remember who was hitting who and who was getting hit right? i think we both had a weapon of some sort and uh, right. i think mine was the tennis racket but i think he had something else <laughs> he had a, ba- he had a baseball like, bat hey, one of us yeah. was hitting the other with a tennis racket <laughs> <laughs> and beating him to death <laughs> With the Wimbledon pro staff, <laughs> a pro Kennex. You actually ended up advantage mer- me. <laughs> <laughs> this is on clay. Can you believe it? Interior: Roland Garros, Knight, a prepubescent sweet Dan Gerwich wailing to death. His best friend of five years. <laughs> I'm Rafa now. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know what happened there. I think we were just like, I think we were like teasing each other and then it like got mean and we both just started like making fun of each other and then we got really angry and then it was just clear that that friendship was not going anywhere. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, so maybe that's what this guy's going through right now. I think first so. I mean, I think also it's like there's a difference between like one time and like a repeated offender. Like if this guy's like, maybe he's just like really loves this girl and like really, like, you know, it's like you gotta allow for that. Yeah. But if he's constantly right. making this other guy feel like shit and feel like he's like less than, then that's not cool. Well, let's answer this specific question. What would you do if you both like the same girl? If you and your best friend like the same girl? 
it's tough to say without knowing how she feels because it's not up to <laughs> it's not up to like it's up to her you know so it's but like, that's not saying to the girl well, like i'm sorry you have to choose him but it is saying like you know what you i think you have a conversation with your friend first you say if you really like her and you want me to back off i'll stop flirting with her as much as i have been yeah so, like i won't i won't pursue it any further yeah and i, then, feel I mean like, whatever happens after that is it's between the girl and that guy and you know back into the world yeah you'd hope that in any conversation between you and a friend you'd it would it would come out that one of you is like really serious about it and the other one was just kind of like i don't know right you know like generally i can't see it being possible that two people would like fight to the death for like the the affections of one woman that they don't know that well (laughs) right like it's like one of them is going to kind of like be like you know what i don't care that much right i think i feel like it's up to the girl like there, this can go it's one of two ways. Definitely the girl for sure. Yeah, but like if the if the girl was into me and not my friend, I wouldn't be like, all right, fine, you can have her or you can go after her. Well, you I, don't say I'd that like, like you don't give him perm- you don't give him access to her. You all he's asked, <clears throat> all you do is leave. That's it. But There's if a- we if we have a thing more than they have a thing, I don't think I should leave. But I thought, aren't we in this like hypothetical? It's like they don't. Neither one of them knows her that well, right? Uh, right. Sure. I think because it's, yeah, because that's the only way you can judge it, If right? you're, like, mid-relationship with her and you guys are, like, having a lot of fun and you're flirting with each other a lot. And, he's and then tapping he's, in. And he's like, no, I, like, I have liked her, too. Like, then it's different. But we're imagining the very, very beginnings. This girl's, the first like, night. This girl's a pretty girl in a group. So you don't, like, you're not actually invested. Or right. you shouldn't be. You haven't, you haven't gone on any dates. Right. But it's not saying, like, you're not saying you have to choose my friend now. It's just like, you're no longer an option. Would you ever say to your friend, you got to back down? No, I would never say that. But I've had people say it to me. And I'm, and I like, I have that same conversation that Dan's talking about. Like, oh, wait, do you actually care? And if they're like, yes, I really care. Oh, okay. I didn't care at all. And, And then sometimes I don't think it's ever happened in my recent memory. I've never been like, I care a lot. Right. I guess it also depends on the friend. Like, if it's a friend who hasn't doesn't really have these feelings a lot, then it's like, oh, right. If it was Jeff, or, if if it was Jeff or Dave saying it, I would be like, fuck off. You don't like them that much, <laughs> right? But if you, I mean, you've never said it to me. So if we both liked a girl, and you're like, I really like this girl, I would definitely. Back I could off. think of a time that that did happen. And did I back off? Yeah. Who, which when was it? Uh, we can I, edit this part out. I did do that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you backed off. Yeah. Okay. Huh. So it can happen. Yeah. I think it depends on the dynamic between the two guys. I was in a situation recently where, yeah, like I didn't know at the beginning that this girl that I was having kind of like felt a connection with that like another uh, one of my friends also did. But just like by the end of the day that we were all kind of hanging out, I just it was pretty clear that I was just hitting it off with her really well. Right. So it's like I didn't feel the need to like have a discussion with him about it. It just sort of was like I don't know. I'm just it's going well for like us. Like you but know. What, but did oh he well didn't, for you. Like, he, like I didn't. He didn't ask you to step back, did he? No. It was like no. It was but I like but I heard through a friend that he was like also interested in her. Oh. You know. Actually, you know what? That's happened to me too. Where like I didn't necessarily. I like kind of thought maybe somebody was interested in somebody, but then I hit it off and then like didn't. There was no conversation, and it right. was sort of like a loaded conversation after the fact to be like, "Oh, I did actually hooked up with that girl." And right? Like, oh, cool. And yeah, it was. Like, Is that? Yeah, I think it's similar. It's like, yeah, I was. I just didn't like. I didn't stop things <laughs> from going in the direction they were going. Well, right. that goes back to honor because some men, sometimes you'll feel shame, and I'll say like, "Hey, I'm sorry, uh, I hit it off with this girl, and the guy that likes her is in about his honor. He's about his shame." And he's like. <laughs> 
I, I, I want to hear no more of this. <laughs> shit your out. pants in front of me. If you really want the honor, I want you to have a scoop of shame with then it. And only then. Shit your pants and you get the what you want. Uh, all right. Cool. This, can this episode be called Honor and Shame? I think it will. <laughs> Which one do you want to be? <laughs> Everyone I want to get one. a tattoo on both of my biceps. <laughs> this one says honor. This one also says honor. <laughs> shame is written across oh. the shaft of my dick. My calf says honor. Everything in between these two biceps is shame. <laughs> you just put shame on body parts you don't like. <laughs> Just two honor biceps and then shame everywhere else. You're so proud of your arms, but the rest of your body is just like, oh no. I do a lot of curl. <laughs> It'd be very funny to have two incredibly strong arms and have a really pathetic, weak body everywhere else. That's Dave, Dave Rosenberg. Rosenberg. Really? Yeah. <laughs> I love how quickly you guys were like, we've had this conversation. We haven't. But he's gone to the gym with Dave so many times and he only curls. <laughs> he only does stuff for his body. He curls like, and drinks milk. That's the yeah, that's the behavior of someone who's like only seen cartoons about working out <laughs> he just Popeye. wants to look like, like Popeye yeah, yeah. he's just like well that's I guess that's it I guess I just do this a lot with have, my arms have you ever seen Dave at his desk squeezing a can of spinach and nothing happens <laughs> <laughs> desperately trying please, for it to be a rainbow please. into his mouth <laughs> uh, alright Dan do you have anything to plug before you go keep in mind there will be thousands of people listening to this holy shit so this means a lot yeah, well, in that case. And we're out of time. Thank no! you so much. <laughs> no, I definitely do not. Nothing? Twitter? No. Instagram? I'm sure you can follow me on Twitter if you want. <laughs> you're going to get a moderately amusing tweet once every three and a half weeks. The show you, you It's doing show. fine without our endorsement. Yeah. <laughs> HBO's <laughs> actually advertising HBO's it. HBO's president called me today and was like, dude, if you could really, if you could plug that show on. HBO uh, sent me a care package based on really? me following that. Oh, that's right. I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. You were, uh, you were like a mover shaker in the, uh, in the media a, world. A trendsetter. <laughs> uh, when is the show on? Just for it. And you can see it on YouTube as well. Which you can see the see about half of it on YouTube. Do more people watch it on YouTube than on HBO? Uh, no, not quite. But it's definitely like a bunch more million are added every week. It is pretty cool. Like you don't see any other show. I guess you do. Like Daily Show puts their stuff online, but like Game of Thrones does not uploading like twenty minute clips of their shows. So like HBO is kind of doing like a yeah, cool it's pretty thing. awesome. I think they realized that the show would you know it wouldn't be like the cultural discussion point that it is if it wasn't. If people couldn't check it out. Yeah. But it is, there is one thing that's kind of like, because it's only those like very heavy topics that go on YouTube, I think people sometimes think that that's like the whole show is that heavy, but there's right. actually a lot of very silly stuff on the show. It's just, yeah. that it's not usually what's put on YouTube. That's true. But, um, yeah. Cool. Uh, thank you again for coming. Thanks yeah. for having me. Uh, if you have your own questions or theme song submissions or thumbnails or anything, that email again is if I were you show at gmail.com. Thanks to Anderson a.k.a. Pictures of Vernon for writing the opening theme song, and thanks to Corey Lang, who made a wonderful wonderful world parody for the closing theme song. We'll be back next week. Dan, unfortunately, is about to die, but um, me and Jake will be here. <laughs> All right, later, guys. Oh! <laughs> yes, I got a problem. Don't know what to do. So I'll email it. Says that she's if I were you sure.